1: Dictator, autocrat, tyrant, war criminal, cynic, the czar of corruption, self-centered thug, bully, the 21st century's Adolf Hitler.
0: Oh, I thought it was going to be Hitler.
1: (laughs) These are all the words and phrases that have been used to describe the current bad guy who is terrorizing the world. But how did he come to power, and what is his plan? Stay tuned to hear all about that on The Reluctant Historian. (laughs) I'm Liz Lawson and this is our reluctant historian
0: Dakota Lawson.
1: This is the podcast where I try to show my husband that history is actually cool. So if you love history or you absolutely hate it this podcast is for you. We would like to begin by recognizing that we are recording on Treaty 6 territory and the homeland of the Métis Nation. We make this acknowledgement and recognition that we are settlers here on the land that belongs to the many different First Nations of Canada. So, Coda, guesses about today's topic?
0: I would like to guess, what is Vladimir Crybaby?
1: You got it! <laughs> Look at that, two for two!
0: Wow, it's like I know history now, it's... and I pay attention to the current news. Yeah,
1: you do. Yeah. You're growing so good. I'm, I'm
0: growing so, so good. I wish I had, like, thing is, I wish it wasn't as obvious so I could come up with a story about, you know...
1: I, you know I had a situation. hard time I had a hard time coming up with his intro so like
0: so I wouldn't know
1: Well yeah and I was like I'm not really telling of any like stories I'm just right. kind of like here's his history
0: Yeah and I like I said I assumed it was we were going to be talking about Hitler but uh but no you said 21st century and I'm like hmm he died in the other century <laughs>
1: <laughs> You know I was thinking about 20 like how we say oh the 21st century and it's about the 2000s and like the nineteenth century, century. century is the twentieth century. The twentieth century is the nineteen hundreds. It's yeah. confusing me. It, it I is. don't know why I rem- we do that. I
0: remember learning. I don't remember the answer to this, but I remember learning in grade nine social studies that uh, how uh, he was talking about how it's like it's always like. Whatever year it is, it's like the century is the next one. So we're in the two so, thousands, but it's the twenty first century. Yeah, so weird. Like,
1: so like the zeros from zero to one thousand, I would guess is one, one.
0: Okay, and then maybe that's why then.
1: Yeah, but like, I don't know. It's just confusing because why would you do that? But whatever, I guess because you're like that's the first century because it is the first century. Yeah, I don't know. But I don't like, like it.
0: But, yeah I feel like they could have like made a change be like you know what we're smarter than they were back then let's change this you know yeah. like, I mean if they could make Pluto not a planet and then into a planet again I feel like you know we could change this entry we probably could yeah yeah so
1: what's your gold nugget
0: oh fuck. <laughs> I didn't think of one. I was like, do you have one today? We had Pizza Hut last night. Nobody
1: out pizzas the hut. <laughs> That's right. That's your goal for so, the whole week. Sorry. Okay. This is, <laughs> That's fine. You know what? I stan a Pizza Hold on. I hold on, hold pizza on. Okay.
0: I would like to talk about pizza for a second. Okay. Okay. Because I need to stretch this out and make it more of an interesting golden No, you jacket, don't. Okay. So, you yes, don't I do. have to. Yes, I do. The listeners expect more from me. Oh, okay. Or do they? <laughs> so, we've... Found that Pizza Hut is our probably our favorite. Yes. What would be your next in line for pizzas?
1: Like I guess like a bougie sort of pretentious pizza. Oh, like maybe like, like an Una like, or a Thirteen Pies, right? Which
0: are local places, so yes. people won't know what they're no. they are. But they're like yeah, local, fancy. Put fuck a truffle oil or mm-hmm. something on it. Yeah, and they're so tasty. I'm um, not as crazy about those. Like
1: I think like some of I don't know. Like you have to eat them in house. I find they don't deliver well.
0: I. Even still, I feel like I would rather have a greasy fuck, fucking family pizza. That's my answer. We'll get to that. <laughs> or a Pizza Hut than these bougie, fancy, hipster Got it. ass pizzas. I'm a hipster. <sighs> oh, um, so... Mine, my answer family pizza is my second, though. It's not a popular
1: choice, I don't think. They have a really good uh, chicken teriyaki pizza that mm. I love.
0: Yeah, chicken bacon ranch for me, I th- think theirs is great. Mm,
1: maybe we should be ordering from there sometimes.
0: Well, so, yes, for sure. Um, but do you ever eat a pizza where you're like, you're, you eat it and you're like, nom, nom, this is so good. But I also feel really bad about myself because I'm eating it. That's what family pizza does. To me. Well,
1: do you feel bad because it's greasy, or do you feel bad because you have internalized fat phobia? You call me fat? <laughs> no. This is
0: external fat phobia. I'm curious. Uh, no, no, no. This isn't. This wasn't a thing I was dealing with when I was struggling with my my weight, uh, which i like barely. Like I'm. It's not like I'm big or anything like that. No, it's teeny just it's a tiny new man. Thing. Anyways, I don't know. It's just. I think it's like a. Yeah, it's not a. a an internal thing about like weight or anything like that it's just like a, oh i feel bad in my stomach now oh yeah, yeah. no that doesn't happen to no me.
1: my stomach's like <laughs> fucking iron yeah stomach.
0: yeah but whereas family pizza i feel like it or sorry pizza i feel like is made with much it feels more quality that's fair <laughs> you know so the 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 crust is actually a lot mm. better the crust is bomb on oh like the so
1: oily it just <laughs> in your mouth
0: yeah. So, listeners, what is your favorite pizza joint? Leave Let us, us a message on our uh, Facebooks or Instagrams.
1: Or Twits? Or, t-
0: or Twitzers. Twitters. Twitzers. Holy. Yeah. Maybe you... we'll start a, a private Snapchat. <laughs> I hear yeah. those are popular. <laughs> uh, what is your golden nugget?
1: So, I think we are close to buying me a new vehicle. Oh, yes. So, I've been... Gas prices here in Canada are wild. And in Saskatchewan, I know they're not as bad as, like, say, Vancouver. Um, But here, they're $1.78. I think in Vancouver, they're, like, $2.10. Really? Maybe even more than that. Holy balls. Mm -hmm. So... Which sucks, because other... And not that I would say, like, Vancouver has great public transit, but they have it, right? They've oh, got I, like thought, a, I thought...
0: Don't they? I mean, yeah, I've been on go, their SkyTrain. I think they're pretty cool. Yeah,
1: but it's only one line. So, it's oh. like...
0: Oh, yeah, can so you... So, compare
1: compared to Korea, right. South Korea, so where you can Vancouver, go anywhere. with Vancouver,
0: you have to, like to the place yeah it's not just like everywhere yeah so yeah. like
1: south korea there's literally subway stops every two blocks so That's pretty cool. like it was amazing yeah. so but we don't have that infrastructure here in right. canada which we should invest in yeah anyways um but for us so i drive a truck and i get 17 miles per gallon and yesterday we filled it up well we didn't fill it up we couldn't fill it up it was maximum 150 dollars we were allowed to put in uh, we probably could have bypassed that, but like the max yeah, was 150 right. uh, and it did not fill my truck, $150. So uh, we've been looking for a new vehicle for me that is not a truck and is easier on the gas mileage. So top contenders right now, we got the RAV4, uh, the Jeep Compass, and the Acura RDX.
0: Yes, and they are all really nice vehicles. I think it depends on... Kind of the bougie-ness you're going for, because <laughs> RAV4 is is pretty basic, but uh, better on gas. And then the Acura is like a fancy princess or something. and Yes. So it's a
1: 2019. Like, uh, yeah. It gets 24 miles per gallon, um, but it's like not a subcompact SUV, and I am a larger person. And for me, it's really important to feel comfortable, because I don't want to be squished into a car, because that's just not... I don't want to spend my life feeling squished.
0: <laughs> so feeling trapped like you are in this in marriage. This marriage.
1: <laughs> yeah, so I think we've uh, basically narrowed it down to those 3. I kind of want to look at a few other used vehicles like maybe a used BMW. Yeah, she's she's very bougie. Yeah, but the thing is, okay, so my truck was a $75,000 truck. So anything that I buy in yeah. the SUV is going to be cheaper in gas and in payments.
0: That's true. So, M- meanwhile, I'm driving a 2011 Mitsubishi that I'm going to keep for another two or three years and yes. just drive it into the fucking ground. Yes,
1: I mean, I would love to do that, but I wasn't expecting
0: gas prices to soar like this. Yes, like
1: yeah. you know, when gas prices were even a buck thirty, right? Like that was doable, but a yeah. dollar seventy eight, and they're only supposed to go higher.
0: Man, it was the best when it was like sixty cents six, a liter. Sixty cents a <laughs> liter. That yeah. was yeah either. peak pandemic yeah the big yeah early in the pandemic and then also when fort mcmurray in alberta yeah. burned down then it went uh, really you know i just need more places to start on fire and then you know because that would serve me that's right you know
1: yeah not the people so. that work there that lost their jobs no <laughs> <laughs> yeah so anyways uh on top of letting us know about your favorite pizza why don't you let us know what uh, is your favorite vehicle to drive <laughs>
0: I was going to go. Let us know which uh, favorite place you'd like to have burned down. No.
1: (laughs) So I figured that with Russia's invasion of Ukraine, this might be a good time to look at a bit of the history of the war and some background about the man who has created this huge humanitarian crisis, which some people are likening to a genocide. Blad. 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 (laughs) Blad. Blad. (laughs) Blad. So Vladimir Putin is Russia's president and has been from 1999 to 2008, and then on again from 2012 onward.
0: Wait, why was he? Why was there a four-year peri- four period?
1: Uh, he was the prime minister during that time.
0: How does that make sense? Is that a demotion?
1: Well, I'll explain it to you.
0: Okay. Also, yeah. uh, reference to an old episode. Um, I don't suppose his dad's alive still. No. Oh uh, well, if he was. This daddy Vlad should have kicked his ass.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. He was the country's prime minister in 1999, and then from 2008 to 2012, making him the second longest current-serving European president. So, a little side note, how does a country have both a prime minister and a president? That is confusing. I was wondering that. So, basically, the president is the head of state, the prime minister is his deputy... Uh, The president, his office is in the Kremlin. He is the commander-in-chief of the armed forces. He is in charge of Russia's nuclear weapons.
0: Now, I know this, but our listeners might not. What is a Kremlin? And is it
1: similar to a gremlin? No, it's like the state capital, question mark? It's like where I, I feel like it's kind of like if we were to say washington dc where everybody does the the, oh, the law see. stuff the government
0: stuff <laughs> the law stuff yes oh i'm a lawyer we're here to do law stuff <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah so he's in charge of russia's nuclear weapons the president sets the direction of foreign and domestic policies he's the guarantor of the constitution and citizens rights of which they don't really have any in russia they are the defender of russia's sovereignty he is in charge of appointing and firing the prime minister and other federal ministers All Russian spy services report directly to the President, as do the Foreign Ministry, Defense Ministry, Interior Ministry, Emergency Ministry, and the Justice Ministry. The President controls and appoints the Security Council, which oversees Russia's defense and security policies, and appoints the central bank head. The President also has the power to call a state of emergency or impose military law if he believes there is a threat to national security. And then the Prime Minister reports directly to the President. So I could go over what the prime minister does, but
0: yeah, whatever. I'm just like he's basically second in command. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Okay.
1: And he's in charge of like a couple of different things, but yeah, the president does most of the stuff. Okay. So there are similar political systems in France, Finland, and Poland. Um, And in the simplest of terms, the president is considered the head of state and the prime minister serves as his deputy, which we already went over, but I wrote it down, so I had to say it.
0: Well, of course you did. You can't just uh, talk like a normal human.
1: (laughs) But back to Putin. So right now, Putin is the head of Russia, but where did he come from?
0: Where did he go? Where did he come from? He's got an (laughs) Akkadnajo, which is an ST i recently learned (laughs) so
1: well putin was born in leningrad which is now saint petersburg and in his youth he practiced sambo and judo so fun fact (laughs) yeah so fun fact he's actually written a book about the history of judo and you can buy it on amazon
0: really yeah huh that's a very different book than our uh our previous dictator um who wrote Mine Kampf.
1: Yes, very different. <laughs>
0: <laughs> how the world has changed. It goes from uh, my struggle to how to kick people real good. Well, you don't kick people in judo. You know what? What? Stop embarrassing me. I don't know anything about judo. Oh, Is just... that with hands? You throw... Is it hand stuff? You... Do you do hand stuff to people?
1: You throw them around.
0: So, yes. You get to do lots of hand stuff.
1: That's the one. You trip them and you pin them to the ground.
0: I do hand stuff. Stop it. <laughs>
1: Um, in his free time, he enjoyed reading the works of Karl Marx, Frederick Engels, and Lenin, who are all big names and thinkers about communism. Putin studied law at Leningrad State University. While there, he was required to join the Communist Party of the Soviet Union, and he remained a member of it until it ceased to exist when it was outlawed in August 1991. He graduated university in 1975 and started working with the KGB, which... I know
0: those from Archer.
1: Yeah, me too. Um, Which was the main security agency for the Soviet Union up until 1991. Its role was to carry out internal security intelligence and secret police functions. In the KGB, Putin worked in counterintelligence, which is an activity aimed at protecting an agency from the opposition agencies. So, truth here, uh, I had to think about Archer to understand what was going on. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Basically, Putin worked in the section of the KGB that would spy on groups internal uh, to Russia that would want to remove the KGB, also groups like the CIA, and order in order to protect themselves. Then he was transferred to a branch of the KGB that monitored foreigners and consular officials in Leningrad. In September 1984, Putin was sent to Moscow for further training, and then he served in Dresden, East Germany, pretending to be a German translator as his cover. This period in his career is mostly unclear. A few people who have written biographies of Putin claim that Putin and his colleagues were reduced mainly to collecting press clippings during this time, thus contributing to the mountains of useless information produced by the KGB. This downplaying of Putin's actual work has been suggested to be a cover for his actual involvement in the KGB's coordination and support for the terrorist organization called the Red Army Faction, which was a far-left militant organization in West Germany. So basically... People were like, oh, he did nothing here. He was useless. But that's a cover that they were actually trying to support internal or domestic German terrorists. Oh, so interesting. Yeah. According to an anonymous source, a former Red Army Faction member said at one of the meetings, the militants presented Putin with a list of weapons that were later delivered to the Red Army Faction in West Germany. So if this claim is true... The KGB were supporting domestic terrorism in Germany, which is not so far off from what Russia does today by spreading misinformation within America and Canada in regards to COVID and the 2016 and 2020 election. Rather than weapons, they supply confusion and the people within these countries tear it apart from the inside. But I digress. Actually, I go on a rant later on. Oh, okay. Because I got real angry as I was typing. Oh, okay. (laughs) Okay. So, we have claims that Putin was working in Germany as a KGB agent until the collapse of the communist East German government. Then Putin was to resign from active KGB service because of some suspicions that were aroused in regards to his loyalty. And he said, don't be suspicious. Don't, don't be suspicious. Wait, sus- don't be suspicious. Don't be su- <laughs> I, I don't
0: know how to say that in a Russian accent. Uh, <laughs> That's fair. In Soviet Russia, you don't be suspicious.
1: <laughs> <laughs> He then returned to Leningrad in 1990 as a member of the active reserves, where he worked for about three months with the International Affairs Section of Leningrad State University. There, he looked after new KGB recruits, watched the student body. So that was weird when I read that and typed that. I was like, watch them. Like, was he spying on them? Probably. Maybe like Disney. Maybe. And he renewed his friendship with his former professor, Anatoly Sobchak, who would later go on to become the mayor of Leningrad. So, I'm going to talk a little bit about his political career. Okay. Uh following him leaving Leningrad Leningrad University, I am doing a brief summary, but it's not actually that brief. Oh. Uh, but I did not go into it as in-depth as I probably could have. Thank fuck. <laughs> In 1990, he became an advisor on international affairs for the mayor of Leningrad, his friend Anatoly Sobchak.
0: Sorry, just teaching people how to have international affairs? (laughs) Ah, this is how you cheat on your wife. Internationally. Yes, internationally.
1: (laughs) He moved up the ranks and became the head of the Committee for External Relations for the mayor's office, and his responsibility was promoting international relations and foreign investments. Most of his career is to do with, like, foreign international stuff um he probably has an excellent understanding of how the countries of this world act due to his history so putin was working in the mayor's office he came under investigation by the city legislative council who concluded that he had underrated the prices and permitted the export of metals valued at 93 million in exchange for foreign food aid that never arrived the investigators recommended that putin be fired but he was not and he remained it remained the head of the Committee for External Relations until 1996. So the reason I point that out is we see from, well, even before he got into politics because of the working in the KGB, but we see that he is not above being a corrupt individual from right. the get-go of his political career.
0: Right. He's always been schemey. Mm-hmm. In
1: 1996, Putin moved to Moscow after failing to help get Anatoly Sobchak re-elected as mayor. Here, he was appointed deputy chief of the presidential property management department, where he was responsible for the foreign property of the state and organized the transfer of former assets of the Soviet Union to the Russian Federation. So again, he's doing more foreign stuff because that's all he does. In 1997, President Boris Yeltsin appointed Putin as the deputy chief of the presidential staff. So he's moving up in the world.
0: Wow. Good for him.
1: In an interesting side note, in 1997... Putin defended his dissertation in economics, which was a custom in Russia whereby a young rising official would write a scholarly work in their mid-career. When Putin later became president, the dissertation became a target of plagiarism accusations after it was discovered that 15 pages of it were copied from an American textbook.
0: Really? So yeah. he's always been just a little fuckface. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: In 1999, Putin was appointed acting prime minister of the government of the Russian Federation by President Yeltsin. At this point, Yeltsin had also announced that he wanted to see Putin as his successor, and Putin agreed he would run for presidency. Yeltsin's main opponents opposed this and were already campaigning to replace the ailing Yeltsin, so they fought hard to prevent Putin's emergence as a potential successor.
0: Ah, they failed. They failed hard.
1: Yeah, they did not succeed in this it's, endeavor.
0: No, clearly. It's been around for twi- over 20 years.
1: Yeah. On December 31st, 1999, Yeltsin unexpectedly resigned, and according to the Constitution of Russia, Putin became the acting president of the Russian Federation. He formally took the role on May 7, 2000, uh, when he was inaugurated as president. So, obviously, there were some backdoor dealings going on there with Putin and Yeltsin.
0: But, uh, backdoor dealings? As in he was put in something in their butt put- <laughs> no putin something in their butt sorry i just had to clarify putin something in their butt
1: yes thank you for the listeners who might not have yeah I wasn't sure if the it, first time you said it, it
0: was a it was a smart joke you know it was, it was really based on my intelligence <laughs> so <laughs> and my maturity level maturity which says a lot about me <laughs> that's maybe a little sad <laughs>
1: Between 2000 and 2004, Putin set about the reconstruction of the impoverished condition of the country, apparently winning a power struggle with the Russian oligarchs, who are his best buddies right now, reaching a grand bargain with them. This bargain allowed the oligarchs to maintain most of their powers in exchange for their explicit support for and the alignment with Putin's government. So he was like, you can keep your powers. I won't take whatever powers they have. So probably like money and stuff uh, as long as you support me. Mm, okay, so which is important for him because mm. the oligarchs really do have a big say in the Russian government. Do they
0: now? Yes, thank you. <laughs> sorry, I, I didn't have anything to add to that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we hear a lot about the oligarchs today with the impositions of sanctions. So,
0: oh, okay. Cause I, cause, sorry, because I was about to be like, I don't know who the fuck those are, so I don't hear a lot about those.
1: Yeah, so with the war on Ukraine, the invasion of Ukraine, uh, countries are now putting sanctions on the oligarchs as well, so like right. their yachts have been seized. Right. Um, Sorry,
0: I, I just have a clarification on sanctions. So I, I keep hearing this, you know, much like buzzwords, like we're living in a unprecedented times, you know? Yeah. Um, sanctions is really a big buzzword right now. Mm -hmm. So is this buzzword, it just means that they're blocking things from happening? They're just stopping things from, like, say, um, sanctions on their bank accounts and stuff like that, being able to not access their bank accounts?
1: Essentially, yeah. Yeah, okay. So That's the easy way to understand it. Yeah, Yeah. so it usually has to do with trade um, and economics, and so, like, we won't sell something to you, and that's called a sanction. Oh, okay. So it's not necessarily... The same type of buzz- buzzword as unprecedented times, because <laughs> sanctions have been around for a long time, and mm. they and,
0: and we are just now in unprecedented times. Y- y- you yeah, don't, you don't think in the in the uh, Black Plague they were like, "Crikey, we're living in unprecedented times." They might have been. <laughs> I where was it? Wasn't in Australia? I know that <laughs> it was mm. England. Yeah, I was gonna go for an English accent. Oh, hold on our reporter. uh we're living in unprecedented times. There, I just have to say words We're before... living
1: in unprecedented times.
0: Yeah, oh, that's actually pretty good. That's probably like, that's old-timey English, right? I
1: guess so, I don't know. Yeah,
0: that was good old-timey English. If you're going for modern English, not great, but old-timey <coughs> English. You sound, oh, <laughs> don't kill me for this. You sounded like an English prostitute who a was sex worker. yeah who was probably killed by
1: jack the ripper jack
0: the ripper <laughs> <laughs> Uh huh. so i feel like we got a quote for our instagram already you sound like a english prostitute who was killed by jack the ripper there we go, <laughs> there we go. put that on the box cover
1: <laughs> so, so yeah these oligarchs have been around since about 2000 and they've been friends with putin for that long they are now facing sanctions because governments foreign governments know that sanctions they've put on russia in the past haven't worked so they have to do harder sanctions well
0: well okay like sorry i wanted to talk about sanctions again for a second here this isn't sanctions i don't think but this is blocking stuff so like so i mentioned to you how like video game places and movie uh companies have stopped giving access to russia to Mm -hmm. access these things so um by bypassing those i don't think those are sanctions are they those are just i
1: mean like kind of
0: yeah like not official sanctions but uh, russia's response was okay well we are going legal- to legalize piracy <laughs> which yeah. i didn't know was allowed <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah come on come on trudeau what are you doing trudeau we need to be able to legalize piracy yeah I'm we're ar- not
1: free yeah
0: i mean come on are you going to stop at cannabis are you going to stop at just legalizing cannabis we want more now we want free everything
1: Yes. During his second term as president, covering 2004 to 2018, Putin called his 10-year period prior to his gaining power, which was the time after the dissolution of the Soviet Union, he called it a period of upheaval. He characterized the collapse of the Soviet Union as, quote, the greatest geopolitical catastrophe of the 20th century. Moreover, this epidemic of disintegration infected Russia itself. So I mention this because Ukraine was part of the Soviet Union, and Putin has forever been trying to create a new Russian empire of which Ukraine would be part of. Mm-hmm. So he is living in the, the glory days. I don't want to say glory days because they weren't, but he thinks that the Soviet Union was the best union.
0: Yeah, he loves living in those glory
1: whole days. <laughs> so... Putin's rise to power was followed by numerous corruption scandals. During his term of acting presidency, Putin signed a presidential decree stating that the outgoing president Yeltsin and his family would not be pursued or prosecuted for their involvement in a bribery scandal, despite numerous documents from Swiss prosecutors proving otherwise. So uh, my guess is why Yeltsin was like, yes, I want Putin to be my...
0: Because he would back him. Yeah. Essentially. So, uh, okay. So here comes corruption. Yeah.
1: Yeah. During his second term as president, he criminally charged the wealthiest man in Russia at the time, the president of the Yukos Oil, for fraud and tax evasion. The international press saw this as retaliation for the company's support of liberal and communist opponents of the Kremlin. And Russia under Putin benefited from this. Yukos was bankrupted and the assets were auctioned at below market value, with the largest share being acquired by the state. So that means, basically, this guy who owned this oil company was giving money to putin's opposition Mm -hmm. and putin was like Nah fam we don't like that so i'm going to charge you with fraud and tax evasion and it remains to be seen whether that was true um guy went to jail the oil company went bankrupt and the russian state was like we can buy this for real cheap so Mm, okay in 2008 putin was barred from a third consecutive term as president by the constitution okay so this is where we get his prime minister oh yeah
0: he was barred I thought that wasn't a thing.
1: So the Constitution of Russia at that time says you can only be president for two years, I guess. And then you have to not be president. But it doesn't mean you can't run again.
0: Okay. That seems like a lot of elections,
1: though. elections.
0: Yeah, yeah, uh, (laughs) yes. She did the quotations, of course. But that just seems like a lot of... Because how elections work in Russia is it's all rigged, right? Mm. But they still have to put money into it to make it look like a real election, Mm -hmm. presumably. Yeah. So spending all that money every two years
1: four I, years you said so two two terms only, yeah but oh two, each term is four years
0: oh sorry you said two years I, or, Oh well or i'm wrong but either way okay that's more normal i was like that's a lot of money to spend know, every two years to spend on, every two years when they could be spending that money on you know not being terrorists maybe <laughs>
1: So, yeah, he 2008, he can't be prime minister or he can't be president. So the first deputy prime minister at the time was Dmitry Medvedev. He was elected Putin's successor. um, And then so for Putin, by becoming the prime minister during 2008 to 2012, he was able to maintain his political dominance. So he's the deputy to the president. So he's still got his fingers all over what's going on. Right. And indeed, when the time came for the next presidential election in 2012, Putin was nominated by Medvedev to run for a third term.
0: Sorry, Medvedev, Medvedev was the pre- president at the time?
1: Yeah. Okay, so, so he was there for four years. R- and his deputy was Putin.
0: Right, so essentially Putin had his... Hand up Vevev's ass the entire time running the show. (laughs) Probably. Like like an ass puppet.
1: Probably, because um, when he was like, I nominate Putin to be be the next president, he also revealed that the two men had long ago cut a deal to allow for Putin to run again for president in 2012. Well, that's skeezy. Yeah. So on March 4th, 2012, Putin won the presidential election with 63.6% of the vote, despite widespread accusations of vote rigging. Mm -hmm. opposition groups accused putin and his party of fraud anti-putin protests that's fun to say (laughs) anti-putin protests took place during and directly after the presidential campaign the most notorious being the pussy riot performance on february 21st oh and their subsequent trial Wait, when was this uh 2012
0: oh i remember this yeah i remember this because my favorite band rise against was like was like fuck russia or whatever for doing this and because pussy riot was like imprisoned weren't they yeah yeah and they were there was a whole like free pussy riot yeah so
1: yeah because they were like i don't think you actually won the election why are you in power yeah other protests included one on may 6th when an estimated 8 000 to twenty thousand protesters were gathered in moscow here 80 people were injured in confrontations with the police and 450 people were arrested A counter-protest in support of Putin occurred with a gathering of 130,000 supporters showing up at the Luzhniki Stadium. However, some of the attendees stated that they had actually been paid to come, (laughs) were forced to come by their employers, or were misled into believing that they were attending a folk festival instead. (laughs) So it... Not a hundred percent sure if they were actually there to support Putin.
0: Man, what a what a dirty trick that would be! You know, you think you're going to, uh, you know, we got Folk Fest in here in Saskatoon, <laughs> and you know, you think you're going to Folk Fest to listen to some hippie hippy music or whatever. Yeah. Wait, no, that's Jazz Fest. Yeah. Folk Fest, whatever. You're you're going to taste some Ukrainian pierogies, and well, I guess I could have used another example other than Ukrainian. That's you're doing just, great. That's just I was just <laughs> thinking about pierogies and how Ukrainian makes them. The point is. I don't have a point. Continue. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the point is that could you imagine that you're off on a, ni- a day with your family and you're just yeah. expecting to like there. have a good okay. time? Thank you for... And all of a sudden you're at a protest. Thank to you for bringing Putin. back
0: the narrative. <laughs> I lost it when I was thinking about Ukrainian pierog- pierogies. So yes, it'd be crazy to be like, "Where are the pierogies?" And then you're just like, you hear people, you know, saying,
1: "Up Pu- with Putin, not down with Putin."
0: Putin's lives matter. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> no
1: (laughs) yep i mean yeah (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) in his third presidency putin issued 14 presidential decrees which are sometimes known as the may decrees because they were signed in may including one that stated wide ranging goals for the russian economy one of its biggest goals was that russia would join the group of the world's five largest economies by 2024 so I say that because that's putin's goal is to get a big economy oh okay his third presidential term also saw Putin back stricter legislation against the LGBTQ2S community, oh, prick. With, with a law known as the Russian gay propaganda law that is against quote homosexual propaganda. And prohibits symbols such as the rainbow flag, as well as published works that contain homosexual contact.
0: This is really hypocritical for a guy that was putting stuff in Putin stuff in guys' butts mm-hmm. earlier in his career. Yep, like that is fact. I read that on Facebook. So.
1: In response to criticism of this law, Putin said that the law was a ban on the propaganda of pedophilia and homosexuality, and he stated that homosexual visitors to the 2014 Winter Olympics should leave the children in peace, but he denied that there was any professional, career, or social discrimination against homosexuals in Russia, which I call false.
0: Wait, sorry, back it up a little bit. Was he comparing pedophiles and homosexuals? Yeah, so I'm about to talk about that. Oh. Those are different.
1: (laughs) Yes, they are. So good thing you pointed that out because let's talk about how problematic that is. To equate members of the LGBTQ2S community with pedophilia and then claim that homosexual visitors to the Olympics are going to prey on the children there is super troubling and super wrong and not true um, and just really abhorrent.
0: Yeah, that's super fucked up.
1: (laughs) Yeah, but also not surprising for Putin because he literally just bombed a maternity hospital in Ukraine. What? Mm -hmm. What? This asshole. Someone needs to take this motherfucker down. In 2014, Russia made several military incursions into Ukrainian territory. They annexed Crimea after a referendum in which, according to official results, Crimeans voted to join the Russian Federation. So that's official results. Ukraine and many other countries condemned the annexation and considered it to be a violation of international law. And although the vote was apparently reported as 95.5% of participating voters in favor of joining Russia, it is thought that the official results were inflated and only about 15-30% to of Crimeans actually voted to join Russia.
0: That's super inflated. (laughs)
1: Yeah. But Russia got what they wanted and Crimea became part of Russian territory. Subsequently, pro-Russian groups in the Donbass areas of Ukraine escalated into an armed conflict between the Ukrainian government and the Russian-backed separatist forces of the self-declared Donetsk and Luhask People's Republics. So that's kind of the same places that are having a struggle right now. Um, it comes from this first Russo-Ukrainian war in 2014. Okay. Um, so these are areas that are also instrumental in the current invasion of Ukraine. At this point, um, I think it's kind of... This 2014 thing, I think, gave Putin a taste of what might happen if he tried to take over territory in Ukraine. Right. Because all that happened were the first round of international sanctions, but they were not a huge deterrent because he's doing it again. Yeah. So there is more to this first Russo-Ukrainian war than I will get into here. Uh, but I wanted to note that many members of the international community assumed that Putin's annexation of Crimea had initiated a completely new kind of Russian foreign policy, which I would say, yes, this is true because we can see it right now. Mm-hmm. They saw the annexation to mean that Putin's foreign policy had shifted from state-driven, so things that are happening that, will, that are like inside Russia, uh, to taking an offensive stance to recreate the Soviet Union. It is also seen as Putin trying to defend those nations who are in Russia's sphere of influence from encroaching Western powers, the EU and NATO. In January 2017, a U.S. intelligence community assessment expressed high confidence that Putin personally ordered an influence campaign to first criticize and condemn Hillary Clinton, and then to harm her electoral chances and potential presidency, and that the campaign was used to develop a clear preference for Donald Trump. Yeah, which isn't surprising. They're
0: buddies, so. Yeah. and it,
1: it's fact. This did happen. Oh, it did. Okay, yeah. this
0: is fact. Okay.
1: Trump has consistently denied any Russian interference in the election, as did Putin. However, many organizations have proved that it did happen. Right. It is true that it occurred, but it is less clear whether Trump had a hand in it. A report by the FBI does conclude that though the Trump campaign welcomed Russian activities and expected to benefit from them, there was insufficient evidence to bring any conspiracy or coordination charges against Trump. So they can't prove that he was helping get that to happen but he was like "Ah, i can see that it's happened yeah it's happening i know it'll help me i don't care so i'm going to talk a little bit about it okay What, what happened here so the internet research agency is a company based in saint petersburg russia it is a troll farm that has created thousands of social media accounts that pretend to be americans who support radical political groups and plan or promote events in support of trump these reached millions of social media users between 2013 and 2017. In Soviet America, <laughs> you vote for Donald Trump. Yep. Fabricated articles and disinformation were spread from Russian government-controlled media and then promoted. Additionally, computer hackers affiliated with the Russian military intelligence service infiltrated information systems of the Democratic National Committee and Clinton campaign officials and publicly released files and emails through a number of websites all throughout the election campaign. Which I'm like, this is foreign interference, guys. Mm-hmm. And mm. <laughs> Are
0: you the cookie monster now? Yep. Cookie, 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 cookie. That's really hard to say through your process.
1: So Russian interference activities triggered a direct warning by then-U.S. President Obama to Putin... And then it also triggered renewed sanctions against Russia and the closure of Russian diplomatic facilities and expulsion of their staff. So they knew this was happening. They knew that Russia was fiddle-farting around with the U.S. election. And Obama was like, nah fam, you can't do that. Here's more sanctions on you. But Russia was like, ha, ha, ha. So here's where I go on my rant.
0: Okay. Go for it.
1: So I need to take a break here because this stuff enrages me. The fact that we live in a world where people are so easily fooled by the disinformation that they see on Facebook and Twitter that they miss what is actually happening right in front of their eyes. Russia has done this time and time again with COVID-19 disinformation campaigns and again with the trucker convoy. They spread misinformation to people in order to wreak chaos among Western democracies and people willfully let it happen. It is all connected. If the West is facing infighting amongst its own people, we cannot stop Russia from doing whatever it wants, in this case, taking over Ukraine. And people are stupid enough to think that they are doing their own research into these (laughs) events. But in fact, they are just spreading Russian propaganda that has been created specifically for them in order to overthrow Western democracies. And so I just want to state for our listeners on the right, Black Lives Matter and Trudeau and vaccines and masks are not your fucking enemy. Your enemies are inside your ranks. They are the Russian bots who are feeding you misinformation and making you believe in conspiracy theories all in order to make our democracy collapse. You need to get your heads out of your asses and realize this before it is too late.
0: Wow. Yeah, you you went on a you went on a d- Dakota rant there. <laughs> you didn't you didn't call them a bunch of fuck faces like I would, but
1: <laughs> yeah, it just makes me so mad because just stop reading things that you see on facebook as fact
0: yeah absolutely
1: it's Um, not and and i there is go to wikipedia there's so much documentation that proves russia is doing this and people just don't fucking care because they're like i saw it on facebook Yeah. (laughs) yeah i hate it it makes me so mad
0: yeah we live in a world where it is so there's so much information out there that you can look for something and you will find it, no matter what view it viewpoint it is. You could Google "Putin is right about attacking Ukraine," mm-hmm. and you would find people that would agree with you, mm-hmm. you know, and that are and that would give you facts in quote about something that isn't true. Yeah. So uh, the 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 problem is there's too many people on this world.
1: That's not. It's,
0: <laughs> That's our. That's a problem. We need the, to the problem, get rid of them. Half the, them. Let's the, tr- let's Thanos this.
1: I do love Thanos.
0: I know you do, you Psycho. Uh,
1: the problem actually is that there are no rules for the internet. Yeah, you can do whatever you want. There needs to be checks and balances. Yeah. So, uh, anyways, back to Putin. He personally asked for that interference in the American election. He said, "Do it." <laughs> And then in 2018, he won his own Russian election with more than 76% of the vote, which wow. I say what. So that means he will be pa- in power until 2024. Oof. Um, one thing that he's done since then is that he has suggested major constitutional amendments to the to the Russian Constitution that could extend his political power following that 2024. So maybe. He might not get kicked out because... How old is he? uh well, I don't know.
0: 65, maybe? Maybe. Well, hopefully he dies soon.
1: Yeah. So a bit about the Ukrainian invasion. In February 2022, Putin launched an invasion of Ukraine in order to gain control of the remainder of the country. So he has Crimea. Uh, his plan is to overthrow the elected government in Ukraine right now under President Zelensky. Zelensky and Ukraine are a more Western-facing, and they have the goal to enter NATO and the EU. And in fact, in September 2021, Ukraine had actually conducted military exercises with the NATO forces.
0: Oh, so they want in? Yes. Man, they should have joined earlier. Well... This would have worked out better for them.
1: Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know
0: how joining NATO works. I'm making don't. I'm trivializing it and making it seem like it's really easy. Like, like
1: they... He asked. The problem is, I mean, I'm sure countries were like, if you join NATO and Russia attacks you, we have to go to war. Because Article 5 means you attack one, you attack all. Right. So if russia were to attack ukraine when it was part of nato they'd be like well i guess we have to fight russia now which nobody wants because they have nuclear weapons and we have nuclear weapons and we do not want a nuclear war
0: no um
1: it's really tricky would
0: if ukraine was part of nato do you think that uh russia would think twice though maybe it's you a good know? point because i'm thinking uh, that they know they're not a part of NATO, so they're like, oh, no one's going to come to the re- rescue. Although I think tr- Trump, not Trump, although I think that Putin assumed that more people were going to be on his side, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. But I don't
1: think he was expecting the response that happened. No,
0: because nobody backs. Is there one country that backs
1: him? Belarus, Syria, and I think North Korea, but I'm not 100% sure on that. And kind of China, yeah. but like not really.
0: I thought that China was kind of staying out of it.
1: Yeah, I think it's hard to say. Um some people think that Russia might have played China. Mm. Um and then China was like, "Well, frick, like if you're going to play us, maybe we don't want to be on your side." But then there's other people that argue um China knew this was going to happen all along. So yeah. it's hard to say. So Ukraine and NATO are conducting military exercises in 2021. Uh the Kremlin warned that NATO expanding its military infrastructure into Ukraine would cross a red line for Putin. So I guess maybe he would still have just attacked if they did join NATO.
0: Well, he's just crazy then. Yeah.
1: He asked Joe Biden for legal guarantees that NATO would not expand eastward or put weapon systems that threaten Russia in close vicinity to Russian territory.
0: Why would Biden agree to that?
1: (laughs) He did not. The US and NATO have both rejected these demands.
0: Like, there's like a long pause at, at Biden no <laughs> why? like what do you want me to fluff your balls before you go to sleep every night or two or what like <laughs> like no that's stupid yeah. what do i get out of that yeah,
1: nothing we don't know so putin and the kremlin have repeatedly denied that it had any plans to invade ukraine despite a large buildup of military along the ukrainian borders putin dismissed fears of invasion as alarmist putin continually fanned flames in russia claiming that ukraine's desire to join nato could embolden ukraine to re- Reclaim control over Russian annexed Crimea or areas in pro-Russian separatist areas like Donbass then Russian parliament's lower chamber backed a resolution calling for diplomatic recognition of the two separatist republics in the area and signed a decree on February 21st recognizing them as independent states so this is where things kind of went to shit on February 24th in a live televised address Putin announced a special military operation in Ukraine and launched a full-scale invasion of the country. So he keeps telling his Russian people, "Oh, I'm just in there doing like military operations. I'm not invading." Um, he also is saying it Ukraine is run by Nazis, so we need to go yeah. in there and kill them all. So it's so, like, which so one is it? That is <laughs>
0: interesting. I don't know if you read this, but there was actually a uh, uh, Russian. I think he was like a general or something that was uh, that was captured in the attack of of Ukraine, mm-hmm. and he is like whether this is true or not who who knows it's it's him saying this but like he's like deeply re- remorseful and is like like we were not told what this was mm-hmm. <laughs> like we did not know what we were doing we were essentially just told go here and stuff like that yeah. and like um
1: well like i wouldn't be surprised yeah yeah Putin has said the purpose of the operation was to protect the people in the predominantly Russian-speaking region of Donbass, who, according to Putin, for eight years now, have been facing humiliation and genocide perpetuated by the Kyiv regime, which is a cover for taking over all of Ukraine. Mm, Yes. It seems the entire world has now banded together against Putin, imposing huge sanctions against Russia, Putin, and the oligarchs in that country. In fact, economists had first predicted that instead of the 3% economic growth Russia had previously predicted, the economy will now fall by 15%. Will fall? Yeah. So the. So that's bad. That's really bad. The oh, okay. economy is going degre- to decrease by 15%, which is a huge number. In Russia
0: or here? In Russia. Russia. Oh, in Russia. Okay. Yeah.
1: In response to what Putin has called aggressive statements by the West, he has put the Strategic Rocket Force's nuclear deterrence units on high alert. So we're just kind of right now living under the threat of nuclear war. Oh, Jesus. And Russia's actions in Ukraine, including the alleged use of cluster bombs and thermobaric weapons, have led to calls for investigations of possible war crimes. The International Criminal Court stated it would investigate Russia's conduct in Ukraine starting from 2013.
0: Hmm, I feel like this counts as war crimes i don't yeah, think you're allowed to take over another country
1: <laughs> uh, yeah not really and also there, there's rules to war which i find so fascinating that's but, interesting yeah there's certain things you're like not allowed to do so bombing a, like a military hospital that's not allowed bombing civilians also not allowed so they had opened up this uh corridor to they had like a ceasefire for 12 hours to help civilians get out of ukraine mm-hmm. uh they bombed it regardless of their ceasefire and also i guess it was like filled with mines so people oh. were trying to walk through this area to get to poland to be safe and it was like filled with mines and people were getting blown up Holy so shit. putin sucks yeah assessment of putin's character as a leader has evolved during his long reign in power his shifting of russia towards autocracy and weakening of the system of representative government first advocated by yeltsin has been met with criticism russian dissidents and world leaders frequently characterize him as a dictator in fact the dalai lama has even called him self centered yeah
0: <laughs> that's good that makes sense. <laughs> I agree. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Russia has indeed suffered democratic backsliding since Putin came into power, and the organization that keeps track of democracies in the world has listed Russia as not free since 2005. Experts generally do not consider Russia a democracy, citing purges and jailing of political opponents, as well as curtailed press freedom and a lack of fair and free elections. Putin has worked hard to cultivate a cult of personality around himself as an outdoorsy, sporty, tough guy, demonstrating his physical prowess and taking part in unusual or dangerous acts. So do you remember the picture of him shirtless on a horse?
0: <laughs> I yeah, it's in my memory a little bit, yeah. <laughs> yeah so
1: that's part of his cult of personality. <laughs> Fun fact. Republicans had a huge hard-on for that photo. Really? Yeah, comparing it to Obama, who they had pictured on a bike wearing a helmet, saying that they wished they had a big, tough guy like Putin leading their country instead of wiki pants Obama.
0: But, like, him on a horse, like, that's not a... I want to look at this picture. Hold on. I'm okay. going gonna, gonna to do another Google search live on, <laughs> on air for you guys, okay? Yeah. Putin so. horse pick. Okay. Okay. I see. Uh, here's, there's lots of pictures of him shirtless. He's, you know, uh, he's not like a, a hunk or anything, you know. So that's. Uh, is this the one or no?
1: Yeah, that's the one. And Republicans were like, he's so good looking. I wish our really? bad commander in chief was ballsy like this man. But like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what's wrong. He's not.
0: Him. I like I. Okay. I don't want to get into shaming Putin. Well, do I? I don't know. I don't want to like. Broach on people. body shame, but yeah. like he's not traditionally an attractive person from head to toe.
1: <laughs> no, and he's not like super jacked. No, he's he, just like a regular old man.
0: Yeah, who can throw people apparently in judo. That's true. With yeah. His you know hand stuff that he likes to do. <laughs> so yeah, I just don't get it. Why. Republicans were like, "Yeah, we because it was
1: a way to like bag on Obama." I
0: guess, but like Obama caught a fly on.
1: That's right. An interview.
0: Did Putin do that? I don't fucking think so.
1: And also, it's smart to wear a helmet when you're biking. Yeah. Stupid people. Exactly. But, anyways, I digress. The purpose of these actions are to deliberately cultivate a macho, take charge superhero image. I think that Putin suffers from a small man syndrome and others agree with me some estimating that putin is insecure about his height the kremlin mm. says he's 5 7 however insiders estimate him to be between 5 1 and 5 5 yeah so perhaps his desire for control is a way for him to make up for his other shortcomings yeah.
0: <laughs> and on the newest episode of south park i, I already told you this they uh, imply that why putin is doing this is because he's getting old and his dick doesn't work anymore. <laughs> so I love that South Park, you know, you see, I can say whatever the hell I want because Putin <laughs> ain't going to see this, but South Park is big enough that there's a chance that on the, the wide stage of the world, Putin will see, someone will show him that South Park said that he, yep. his dick doesn't work anymore. That's fair, yeah. So I think that's hilarious. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so Dakota, what do you think? So-so. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, I thought uh, I'm I don't think you're going to be overly surprised by no. my, my reaction. I think it was uh there were good parts. I I liked a lot more of the stuff that's more like today kind of stuff, mm-hmm. you know, I didn't love hearing about a lot of it was just details that I was like, okay, he did this and I couldn't even fully tell you uh, every detail that that you told just about his like rise to power. Yeah. It just was like uh, there were a few takeaways I found it interesting that um how he wasn't allowed to be um president anymore for a bit so yeah. then uh he, this other dude was president but then that guy backed him to put him so it was like the corruption is yeah. just fully engulfed in that mm-hmm. situation and then i'm just very interested in how uh the election is just constantly rigged mm-hmm. how does that happen like uh, like
1: I, I mean i could have done research into it but no, I no, this was I'm, long enough for sure i'm i'm
0: just interested in How does that keep happening and how is that, like... And then another thought I have is just, like, you know, there's people that were... I think they were, like, protesting um, this whole thing who are from Russia and are, like, trying to leave Russia now because they're worried about being in prison. Yeah. Right? Yeah, so
1: he's got the military and the police under his thumb. Yeah,
0: like, that's... It would fucking suck to live in Russia.
1: Absolutely. (laughs) So well and especially now like they have nothing we have put yeah. so many sanctions but they got on free them. piracy they got
0: <laughs> like there's that
1: <laughs> yeah but like mcdonald's starbucks not i mean that like but they've all been shut down yeah. uh, uniqlo the clothing company like literally everything from the west that's in russia is being shut down
0: yeah you can't do a goddamn thing unless you do pirate it right but but also like stuff like um
1: well they can't get their money
0: you can't yeah money and like i guess so digital stuff they could still get if they prior it but they can't get physical stuff so like again i'm speaking from a video game point of view or entertainment because mm-hmm. that's where i come from uh mostly is they can't you know go to a walmart and find a new copy of the the, the hot hot new mario
1: game that's right <laughs> they probably something. don't have a walmart there either so
0: oh why why haven't they killed themselves <laughs> I mean, Walmart's the best.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> I don't think Putin would let Walmart be there. Why? Not? They don't like the West. He doesn't like oh, the West. He wants... Okay.
0: Um. Well, what do they have?
1: I don't know. What is Russia's Walmart?
0: Yeah, I'd be curious to know if anyone wants to throw this in. You know, give us a correction, connection, or something. Yeah. Um. You know, feel free to throw that our way. But I will give you my rating. Are you ready for my rating? Yes, I'm ready. I will give this six point five.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Putin likes hand stuff out of ten. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's fair. Thanks. You, you're. I don't. You're not upset by that or anything like that. That's just you. Kind of, I'm. I feel like you expected that.
1: I feel like I've just kind of resigned myself to the fact that you are no longer afraid of me and will now give me low ratings. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's totally true. I don't fear <laughs> you at all, and. Also, it's just interesting because the last time I gave you your highest rating before Disney, yeah. it was followed up by, a, granted, a much worse episode. The, I really like the, liked the that Chang episode. Chi Wang'er episode. Was like a three or something? I think wasn't it? I think a five. A five. I don't what? think
1: I've gotten below five.
0: Oh, maybe I don't fear you enough. I guess, Ooh, <laughs> or I yeah do fear really? you too much. Still, anyways, the point is, it was all right. The latter stuff was more entertaining but i think it's good that we're talking about this and as we as a society as we as a society continue to say fuck putin Mm -hmm. so
1: and learn to read critically don't trust facebook because it's coming from russia
0: also learn to read it can be helpful
1: that is true well that's all we have for this week we'd like to thank you for taking the time out of your busy day to hang out with us if you enjoyed listening to what we had to say, please download our podcast from wherever you get your podcasts or subscribe, or tell your friends about us because indie podcasts really do grow through word of mouth.
0: And if you want to stay in contact, you can follow us on Instagram at The Reluctant Historian or on Facebook under The Reluctant Historian Podcast, on Twitter at Reluck Historian, or leave us a tip at buymeacoffee.com slash Historian. You can also shoot us an email with future show ideas or corrections you may have noted to the reluctant Historian at gmail.com.
1: So we'll see you next week. Same time, same place.
0: And remember, fuck Putin.
1: Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more.